You know, when I look around at all the entrepreneurs who are grinding it out, spending 70 to 80 hours per week growing their business, you have to ask yourself the question, at what cost? Hi, my name is Tim Uchuk, and in this podcast, we're going to be exploring the tools, tactics, and strategies for crushing it and scaling your business without making the ultimate sacrifice of your time and freedom. Hey, what's up, everyone? Tim Uchuk here, just uh, in the middle of doing some errands, and thought I would jump on here and record a quick podcast episode for you from what is a gloomy day here on Vancouver Island, um, which I'm kind of enjoying. I'm, I'm used to, I know over in, in Edmonton, where the business is, it's uh, starting to get a lot of snow and, and pretty cold right now, so I don't mind the, the clouds and the rain over on the coast. But uh, today's episode is going to be a bit of a, a reflection and I want to talk about the the paradigm shift that happened for me that I think a lot of business owners need to kind of go through um, to shift from. I, I often talk about, you know, when you're starting an airplane or starting an airplane, when you're starting a business, building a business, it's a lot like uh, jumping off a cliff and building the airplane on the way down. And so it works. It works at first and by necessity, because when you're starting out, you don't have a lot of capital typically. And you're having to do a lot of the stuff yourself and, and figure out the rules and figure out the structure. And that's just the way of it. And the the challenge and problem, again, for most business owners is that will get them to a point and it'll serve them until they get to a certain threshold of transactions where it starts to get a little bit complicated. And that's when you start to get team members on board and you've got people that are doing stuff that you used to do and, and they might be doing it different or they might not have all of the information that they need to do it so they keep coming back to you and all of these little challenges start to kind of amplify as your business grows but you're still using that first iteration that first airplane that you had built a little bit of duct tape on the way down um, to survive that that jump off the cliff and so for me there was a um, kind of a paradigm shift that I went through when I recognized that you know what this airplane ain't gonna cut it in the long run this is not sustainable not only is it going to hinder the growth of, of my business and is it going to hinder the, you know, the, the culture that we're trying to build here as we're growing our, our company, but it's also going to start impacting my health. It's going to start to impact my relationships, you know, the time I have with my family, because the, again, the old model, it just breaks down and, and think of, think of like taking an, an old beat up car and trying to go 200 miles an hour on the Autobahn in, in Germany on the highway, it's just, it won't cut it. So we have to restructure and rethink what our what our business looks like in order to maintain that, that growth curve. And so if you look at a curve of, of a business that's able to do this, it looks like an S, right? So you start to grow and then you taper off and the growth stops typically because, again, you're limited by the amount of hours you have in the day. So it, it forms an uh it starts to plateau and then the s for it for things to pick up that's where you have to have this paradigm shift that i want to share with you and again the revelation came pretty early on for me where i was i was putting in so many hours because i was just in the middle of doing everything just like a conductor conducting all of the you know the the activities across sales and and marketing and, and operations and hiring and firing and when there's problems it was me all of that stuff and and i recognize you know what this is this ain't gonna work because i 
I don't have the time and it's starting to creep into all of the facets of my life. And if this keeps going, I'm going to start to resent coming into the office. And, and it was just a bad, bad direction. I think a lot of business owners can, can probably relate. So um, I recognize, okay, the great equalizer for all of us is time. We all have 24 hours in a day. And I was starting to recognize that a lot of this, how I was using my time was just not effective. And, you know, you get, you get through a week, you're looking back on a Friday and you're thinking, what in the heck did we get done? We did not move the needle. And, and that's what it feels like when you're starting to plateau in that, in that first phase of growth. And so I, I recognize that, okay, let's, let's assume that I were to get hit by a bus and I wasn't there to pull all these levers in, in the business. What, what would it need to look like for, in order for things to keep running without me? And so I looked at my business and, and you can picture, picture like an org chart. You've, you've probably seen an org chart where you've got the, the branches of, you've got the executive or leadership team at the top, and then you've got the departments below with the, you know, the sales, the operations, the finance, the marketing, depending on your, on your business and your industry. And they're broken out this way. And so I thought, okay, well, to maintain the health of all of this stuff here, now we've, we've now got a, a fairly sizable team, to maintain the health of that, it's me. I'm the one who's just kind of manually going in, intervening, and making sure that things are good, things are healthy. And so the, the question I had was, you know, what, what would it need to look like for this thing to be healthy without me having to be there. And that's where I started looking at um, this analogy. And, and I've been talking about this a lot in our, in our coaching program, because it's a, a really important paradigm shift to have is think of your business as a system, because really that's all it is, right? Your, your business is a vehicle to, to deliver a result for, for a client, right? They've got a, a problem or a challenge. They come and see you, you fix that problem or challenge to deliver that result. And um, they compensate you in exchange. And your business is, it's more or less a system. Now it might be, you know, on the spectrum of, you know, broken to, to perfect, it might be, you know, lower or somewhere on that spectrum, but it's a system nonetheless. And so, you know, looking at that, my, my whole thing was, what would this need to look like without me having to be here to intervene where, where anybody could jump in and, and fill my role and make sure that things were running smoothly? And so I started to look at it almost like a, a doctor um, diagnosing a patient where you're looking at all the, if your business looking at that org chart as a, as a system, just like a human body, um, all of the departments are subsystems, much like your, your digestive, your circulatory, your skeletal, all these subsystems, right? And so looking at all of those subsystems or departments in, in this case in your business, what does healthy look like? So if you were a doctor, what would they be looking for in order to diagnose whether it was doing well or not. And, and the simple example, and I've talked about this quite a bit, is you need to, first of all, a cult cultural shift needs to happen in your organization to pull this off. And think in terms of watching a, a, a basketball game without a scoreboard. You need a scoreboard so that you can see and measure, just like a heart rate or a blood pressure, you need to be able to to um, objectively measure the health. So this can't come from people's opinions. It has to be objective for this to work. And so you have to value from a cultural standpoint in your business, numbers and reality and facts. And opinions are, are great, but we really value 
the numbers here in our company. So that that being in mind, um, looking at sales, for example, what does healthy look like? Well, what is your what is your budget? Let's start with that. If, if you want to throw a number on it, a million bucks or let's call it 1.2 and and 100,000 bucks in sales per month. Um, so roughly out of each uh, month, how many, uh, let's say four weeks for 100,000, that's 25K in sales per week. That's what healthy would look like. And then so what are the things that would lead up to that um, to create the, the sales for your sales team? It would be a number of meetings and so on. So you could assign numbers here. In terms of operations, we looked at, you know, what does healthy look like here? And, and um, so we use a, a number of different tools, but unhealthy looked like people not filling out all of the information. So, for example, when a customer comes in, capturing, you know, their first name, their last name, the, the appointment time, the plan for for the uh, for the service to, to happen. So the schedule, the plan, the target, all these fields had to be filled out. And unhealthy looks like they're not filled out. So we started um, measuring every single week whether or not these fields were filled filled out, and it gave us a percentage. So this was kind of the the trick was to okay, if I could look at our our business again by department like an org chart, and I could look at just numbers without having to to talk to anyone, and I could determine really quickly if this system is healthy or not, and then have people. Um, give them the ability to also see that and and create a feedback loop that is not me in order to to sustain the right habits and behaviors and decisions. And so by the paradigm shift, um, just kind of circling back to, to what had to happen was to, okay, number one, realize that our business is actually a system. It's It can't be just me um, because I was the system essentially. We need a system in, in place um, to replace me eventually. So what does that look like? Well, it has to be objective. There, there can't be room for, um, you know, making decisions off of just opinions. We need facts, and so let's let's acknowledge that, and then let's look at the departments. Let's look at um, who is who is the owner, who is responsible for maintaining the health, because um, it can't be me for everything. So who's the owner, and then what does healthy look like? And so they're essentially the the stewards of maintaining the health of that subsystem within the company. And um, so that was that was the big paradigm shift I had, which was systems thinking with our with our business. And then once that stuff was in place, getting back to the great equalizer of, of how many hours we have in a day, now I had to work on my own habits because um, a lot of us, you know, we're habit forming creatures. In order for me to not slip back to the old ways, I had to really get good at um, just organizing my time and prioritizing what I worked on. So, you know, today I've, I've got a number of methods that I use to give me guardrails to make sure that I'm not spending most of my time and most of my day on $10 per hour activities. So my, a couple examples, I mean, I've, I've gone through this in other podcast episodes, is by applying constraints. And, and one is, is to say, okay, if I could only get three things done today, or if I could only get three things done this week, you know, realistic things to get done, what would they be? And if you're if you're forced to constrain what you're working on, you're going to naturally come up with higher value activities. So that's one of the quick and easy constraints that you can apply in terms of better using your time. But in terms of the transformation, if you're if you feel like you're stuck in that phase one, and you're on the bottom of that S curve, this is the paradigm shift that you're going to have to have, and your team's going to have to have, and you're all going to have to buy into this. 
and it's very logical, right? If if you want to have like a, a healthy business where people are empowered, eventually it's going to have to come in terms of, you know, what does healthy look like? We have to agree on what that is. And that means we're going to have to be able to measure it. And once that's in place, we're going to have to um, distribute ownership for, for maintaining the health here across our business. It can't just fall on, on the shoulders of one person because if that happens, we're just going to stall out. We, we will not be able to continue our growth. And so a, a bit of a story there, but um, it was this kind of paradigm for me. And that led to just putting all those puzzle pieces, accelerating that, that process to get them into place and accelerate that process of um, distributing the ownership, holding people accountable. And by the way, it also leads to a fantastic culture because our job, as I see it as leaders, is to help grow other leaders. And by, by helping them as a coach, to show them here's what responsibility looks like, here's what, you know, it requires growth for them to dig in, be responsible. Think about like your first job, maybe you had a job at a mall or something, and you get the, the manager, you get appointed manager, so you get the, the keys to the store, and you get to do the, the, the closeout and the training. I mean, this requires growth when people are expanding in their capabilities and their responsibilities. They, it forces them to grow, and when people grow, that means they're happy and they're engaged. And so the opposite of that is just collecting a paycheck, and, and we hope that they've got good intentions and they're going to be engaged. But I found that by going through this process as well, it's the, the win-win there is that you're going to also see a side benefit, greater engagement. Um, and then the other thing is some people are not going to like this style, which is okay because not everybody is, is going to be cut out for this type of an organization. Some people, I mean, just really like to put in the bare minimum. Um, and, and that might be for other reasons. Maybe they just haven't found what they enjoy doing. Um, but you want people who are going to thrive and, and, um, and enjoy this kind of a transparent environment and, and culture. And so it's going to be, uh, when you go through this shift, there will be people that will, will really support it and there will people will be people that fight it. But it's a necessary shift that needs to happen if you want to break through this pattern. And ultimately, I mean, the other benefit is that sellable asset. If you have a business that is a system and that system is separate and independent from the owner, think of the value there um, in so many different areas, right? The value of your health, the value of the, the, the um, elimination of stress, the value to a potential investor, you know, so, so many, so many benefits to, to having this, this shift happen. But I wanted to share kind of the, the, um, the process and evolution that I went through and my, my kind of philosophy when it comes to setting up your business for, for success, um, without you needing to be there pulling on all the levers. So a bit of a, um, a bit of a, uh, a rambling <laughs> story, but I hope it was helpful. Um, in terms of where you're at and, and where you might want to consider going in your business. So anyways, I am at my destination. Hope that was useful and I will talk to you soon. Hey, Tim Uchuck here. And real quick, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, if you could take a couple quick seconds to give it a rating, it would be very much appreciated. And secondly, if you're looking for more tools and strategies on how you can crush it in life and business, just head on over to bookwithtim.com where I've put together a free case study which shows you how to unlock unprecedented freedom today 
by using the two power levers. Just head on over to bookwithtim.com. Until next time, wishing you success and freedom in your business. Cheers. Hey, what's up, everyone? Happy, well, it's Friday, the time of this recording, and I uh, just got off our Friday weekly coaching call, and something came up that I think uh, you might be able to benefit from, one of our conversations here today. So I'm just uh, on my way to uh, grab some lunch, and then I'm going to work at a coffee shop this afternoon, and uh, just to fill you in on <laughs> last night in terms of timing, I don't know if you guys saw the um, Tesla... Elon Musk did a presentation on the uh, Cybertruck last night, the Cybertruck, and um, it's got this like exoskeleton skin on it and is apparently impenetrable. It looks like something that would be, um, belongs on on the surface of Mars, but it's actually their their truck, which is aimed to disrupt the the pickup truck industry, the the F-150 he called out several times. So if you haven't seen it, the Cybertruck looks looks pretty darn cool. Um, So much so, I put down a... A small deposit on it last night it's uh, it's gonna be out in uh, what 20 2022 I think um, anyways if you haven't seen it check it out it's uh, it looks very cool and uh, opinions are mixed as to whether it's a good-looking truck or not but it's definitely the thing looks like uh, it looks alien so anyways getting back to today's coaching call uh, what we what we discussed and uh, this particular client they uh, are a construction company and they specialize in um, building like assisted living communities. So those big projects, um, you know, retirement homes, assisted living, and that's kind of their focus. And, and they come in and they take on these, these massive project projects. And um, so the challenge that we talked about um, the focus, and I, I think this is, it's probably one of the biggest areas that um, I think leaders and entrepreneurs struggle with is letting go. And specifically in this role, it's letting go of some of the, the key areas that, um, that he is the guy pulling the levers just to make sure that the business is moving forward, cost effectively, the crews are safe, and so on. And the challenge is letting go and, and hiring his first leader who's going to be kind of running the show for these projects, which is going to save up his time for actually growing the business, getting out there and and building the book of business for future projects and so on, which is where his time should be on right now. And here's here's the advice that I gave him in our coaching call today. And where I think most businesses get this wrong, this is a huge opportunity where if you if you just understand this one concept, I think it's going to be really, really helpful. So when it comes to um, communicating and articulating the responsibilities of a team member, it could be anyone in your business, right? Most um, most coaches will tell you, most consultants will tell you that, um, you know, we got to focus on the results and, and start measuring your team. Um, so for example, your sales team, you know, give them targets for sales, targets for meetings, targets for quotes, and so on. But they, but they sorry, a phone call just came in. They stopped there. And um, this is where the problem really comes in because you're almost opening the door to bad behavior. And this is where the biggest fear is. Even if the the numbers look good, um, it's possible to get good numbers and and still have risk when it comes to the behaviors not being met. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you've got a sales guy who's doing really well, but he refuses to use your CRM system, meaning that 
um, all of his meetings, all of his notes, um, all of your leads, right? Which is, that's your, your company's information. If they're not ever putting that stuff in, number one, let's say that they decide to, to take off or, or they get hit by a bus and you're left with putting together the, the pieces of the puzzle in terms of, okay, what, what deals was this person working on and where are they at and what's this person's telephone number? So that behavior um, could be missed if you're just focusing on the results, meaning, uh, you know, how much, how much are you selling and closing? So it's a huge risk. And so the, the right way to go about it is, yes, we need to focus on the results and the measurables. Um, and so again, if it's in sales, you can, you can uh, measure how many meetings they're, they're having uh, per week and, uh, you know, sales. If it's another area of the business, say finance, you can, you can look at um, your, your cash flow, your receivables, and so on, right? You can measure these results. Here's where the gap is. It's the behaviors. So you want to focus in, on the results, but of equal, if not in many cases, more importance is the behaviors. And I'll tell you what I mean. So the behaviors in that sales example that I talked about are filling out the CRM properly. So what does that mean? Well, we want to make it, I talked about this in a, in a previous podcast you want to you want to make it as uh, black and white as possible take away the gray and this is where we document the process is to say okay when we when we say um, you know using utilizing the software properly our CRM properly it means always putting in the first name always putting in the last name always putting in the email always putting in details around a meeting so meeting notes always having a next action so you specify what it means what does that behavior mean and this is where you can document it and reference it so that when you guys are having, uh, you know, check-in conversations where you're, you're coaching your team, you can point to the behaviors in their job description and say, you know, when it comes to, we were talking, one of his fears was, was safety, right? So what are the, the results in safety are things like safety incidences, for example, right? Um, the behaviors are things like um, onboarding. So everybody in the crew, 100% of the crew, before they even step foot on site needs to be properly onboarded. So that's that's one of the behaviors. Um, another behavior is, you know, filling out the paperwork, let's say on a daily, weekly basis, if there's safety paperwork, that's a behavior that should be their responsibility and it should be communicated in that way. And I think, um, so what we're talking about here is, is probably one of the biggest gaps where people are afraid to let go because they, they are hoping and uh, that the person is just going to get it. They're just going to understand the behaviors that are wanted if they care enough. But in the absence, here's the thing, in the absence of the correct behaviors, I would say more times than not, it's not from lack of caring. It's lack of understanding what you're looking for. And so if you just stick on, okay, go out there and sell or go out there and get, get the results and, and try hard, you want to really drill down on the behaviors. And so look at if you're letting go of something, what are the behaviors that you look for um, currently? And you might just take for granted, but if you're wanting to let go, what are those behaviors um, that uh, are really, really, you know, make it or break it when it comes to performing this job? And then what is the success criteria so that you can make it black and white and you can have a conversation around it with that person so that um, if it's out of whack, you can actually support them in a very intentional way on follow-up conversations. You can say, okay, let's talk about safety. Now, we've outlined all of these behaviors. 
you know, filling out the paperwork on a, on a daily or weekly basis, making sure that everybody's onboarded properly. And I, I can see that we've got two people that got started and they, they didn't go through our safety training. So what, what happened there? How can I support you? So, right, you're, you're having a conversation around something that you've formalized and you've made like really black and white. This is the role. It's not just the targets. It's not just having a title. It's fulfilling these behaviors, these specific behaviors and um, making it really, really clear on what those behaviors look like so that they can, the gift you're giving to them, they can finish a day or finish a week and look back and say, I did a great job because the behaviors were in alignment and the results are there as well to show for it. So I hope that makes sense, the distinction between the behaviors and the results, right? A behavior is something that you can, it's like uh, something that you can measure on the spot. A behavior is something that you can watch over time, if that makes sense. So again, uh, a result is sales. The behavior is, um, you know, having the meetings going through the, the script in the right way if you guys have a sales script. Those are the behaviors that you want which are going to contribute to that result. Um, so I hope that's helpful, hope that's useful. That's what we talked about today in terms of letting go is um, the more that you can narrow um, that gap in understanding in terms of the specific behaviors that, that will lead to success in any given role is really going to clean up a lot of the, um, the stress and struggle when it comes to letting go and setting your team up for success. So. Hope that's helpful. Um, hope you guys are going to enjoy the rest of your day, your week, wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this, and I will talk to you soon.